get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon every Monday. I hope you all tune in to see Kevin. Kevin's here every Monday. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. Good morning to you. Morning, Nicole. So what a different picture, right? Because Friday we started to get some momentum. Yeah. It still was a down week, but we have a lot to digest this week, but a lot of up arrows. Yeah, I think we're still in the broader consolidation, exhaustive phase coming into earnings season, just trying to figure out and let the dust settle a right. little bit for what's ahead for second quarter earnings. And I don't think we can ever use just the banks as a proxy for what's going on. But in general, given some of the better trading revenue offsetting mm -hmm. some of the weakness on the investment banking side um, that you were just noting, I think it's been in general a, you know, a better than expected start to the quarter. And revisions haven't come down as fast, and especially when you split it uh, between sectors for defensives, they're coming down a little bit quicker than for cyclicals. So I think it's giving a little bit more hope, at least on the cyclical side of things, that you're starting to not see as much economic weakness be reflected. But I think the concern there is that you know we may not have seen sort of the max weakness priced in from an earnings perspective. So we definitely have to wait to see how that's going. But also, from the perspective of the Fed, I think there was a little bit of easing last Friday, courtesy of the inflation expectations component from the University of Michigan sentiment right. survey, because that dropped down to 2.8%. Um, and if you thought that, you know, if you were convinced, which it seemed pretty likely, that the Fed was a little bit spooked by that number moving up as much as it did the prior month, but now moving down to 2.8%, um, I'm not, you know, convinced that that's going to be any significant driver of us going back to 50 basis points or 25 basis points of rate hikes in the near term. But I do think it gave investors a little bit of solace and comfort uh, that they weren't going to be maybe as aggressive later right. in the year if expectations are kind of coming in a little bit. Right. And so, you know, the bets for one brief moment went up to, yeah. you know, 100 basis right. points, right? One full percentage point only have that taken back down to 75 basis points. And to your point, you know, how aggressive will the Fed be for the rest of the year? Um, we're certainly seeing coordinated efforts by central banks, right? We have Bank of Canada. Um, ECB mm -hmm. is this week, right? Uh, so we'll watch for that. I'm, I don't think they're doing so, right? Isn't ECB? Uh, yeah, European Central Bank announces its uh, policy decision. Yep. That'll be on Thursday, right? right? So um, we'll watch for that. But I think the theme is to try and bring down inflation, but maybe we're already seeing a little of that. I think we're seeing easing, certainly in the commodity space. Um, and it's not just ag and metals like it was before. Energy has now kind of joined, even though we've now seen a little bit of an uptick and a rebound in oil, whether it's WTI mm -hmm. or Brent crude. But, um, you know, inflation break-evens are rolling over. Swaps market inflation break-evens are rolling over. You're starting to see it even in the stock market, too. And so there's just not an, a confirmation, especially with that University of Michigan sentiment uh, data point, that inflation expectations are getting unanchored. So right now, at least, still feels like the Fed is chasing the coincident or the lagging indicators, meaning a hotter CPI print that we saw or even a hotter PPI print. But you still have that divergence. I mean, the, the areas where consumers are getting hit the hardest, whether it's utility bills or gasoline right. prices or food at home, all of those collectively are running at 30% over 30% year over year. That's the fastest growth rate we've seen since going back to the 1940s. So when you couple that with the fact that, yeah, inflation expectations are receding, I right. still think that the needle points more for the Fed to get that under control and, and deal with it. At the same time, we have to deal with the fact that uh, the two-year is still trading above the 10-year. Yeah, you still uh, got what, the inverted curve. What is your curve. thought on that? 
Because well, I that, think, you know, people, when we talk about inverted yield right. curve, that means recession is coming. Um, that's something that we could watch for. Yeah, well, certainly, certainly the deeply inverted nature of it, because it's come much more, uh, it become much more inverted right. and going back to 2000 levels, the year 2000. Um, but I think the focus probably becomes more now in the spread between the 10-year and the three-month. Because for a while, given the, you know, the three-month was not really budging much and you had the 10-year doing what it did and causing the inversion for the 10-year, the two-year, the sort of comfort from the bullish crowd was that we weren't going into a recession or we weren't close because the spread for the 10-year and the three-month had widened out so much. Now that's flattening pretty quickly. Uh, we're not near inversion, but if we get closer, I think that probably solidifies the case that we're going to be you know, closer to a recession than a lot of people want to So believe. now what? You know, I'm at this now what phase <laughs> yeah. because I think there's so much frustration and pent-up demand. People are waiting to, yeah. to, to do stuff. A lot of people, I had one guest last week tell me at 50% in cash. He's never had 50% in cash. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's a lot of cash yeah. in, a, in a portfolio and an asset allocation. Um, you know, I had another guest tell me she was buying ARC. <laughs> ARC had double-digit gains last week. So it seems that people want to bite. But I did notice that some of the folks were taking down their year-end S&P targets. Yeah. I mean, they have to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is, August. it's been a reflection of a lot of the weakness that we've seen. But keep in mind to- Invest or not to invest? Well, I mean, I mean it's, that's uh, really like, yeah. what do we do now? Exactly. Well, it's, it's never a, a get in, get out, jump in sort of reaction. We never view it that way. But I think if you're looking at the market as a whole, from a price perspective, we, we've covered this a lot, I know, but from a price perspective, there's a lot of discounts out there. Stocks have gotten completely hit. The average drawdown for a Russell 3000 member stock, so taking the overall equity universe, the average maximum drawdown over the past year is near 50%. So right there, you already have a significant cut, but to the extent you're looking at opportunities and starting to fish around, we would just say, again, focus on quality and also focus on what has stronger earnings revisions moving out the six month or the one year mm -hmm. calendar spectrum uh, because those areas have been doing the best and giving you consistent outperformance over the past year uh, because we really haven't seen earnings weakness reflected yet. Uh, so once we get through this earnings reporting season over the next right. few weeks, we'll get more of a picture as to how that unfolds. Um, but it, unfortunately, for people who are anxious about it, it's just going right. to warrant a lot more patience. I think the energy story is huge. Yeah. I mean, it is huge. I heard someone today talking about, oh, we'll, we'll be testing new highs again, you know, in the 130s. And, um, you know, we got that blip. We were right near 90 last yeah, week, yeah. under $91, and it just felt unbelievable. It didn't feel realistic at this moment. Um, there just seems to be chaos in the energy play, I felt like. I didn't, most of the guests I had on, none of them were saying, you know, I know that, I, what was a city that called for $60 oil, mm. but I think for the most part, everybody's really expecting higher oil. And I mean, look at West Coast because right now, 101.54. Yeah, we've rebounded a lot. Yeah. This is, a, I think, the energy call is probably the toughest to make because we're dealing with such a large, looming, unknown supply yeah. sort of uh, monster, I would say, because of what's going on with Russia and the rest of Europe. And if we're still phasing out, meaning Europe, if, if they're still going to phase out dependence on Russia throughout the end of the year, right. as we get into the colder season, what does that really mean for prices in general? But I think it's also tough because there's a really strong element of demand destruction in there. And you're even starting to see it kind of in, in sectors like the airline sector. Prices have gotten so stretched for tickets uh, heading into the summer. Now there's some data showing us, even out this morning, that the pace of increase and ticket 
purchases has has really slowed. Right. I so saw you're some housing prices through. coming down. Too. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so things are. I mean, still very hot and still right. very inflated, but coming off the highest highest yes. points. Yeah. Um, and we are going to get some housing data later in the week too. Yep. Any quick thoughts on that? Well, I would say housing? this morning's important for we get the NAHB how the home builder sentiment side of things right. in the index. So I think looking at not just the overall headline, but the, there's a component within there which is prospective buyers traffic and I always keep a particular eye oh. on that because that just future, shows you yeah, how much how much buyers are coming in and looking at homes, but yeah. also, you know, the standard data, existing home sales, there it is. what's the median price? Versus the estimate exactly. 66. That's go. not good. Right. Yeah, that, so I mean, right there, uh, you're kind of starting to see more deterioration on the home builder side, which is not the best, especially when prices are up, mortgage rates are up, the rate of change over the past year has been so constricting right. for consumers and home buyers as a whole. Yeah, so we have housing starts, existing home sales. Later in the week, we'll have leading indicators. We'll yep. have a lot um, on the economic side to discuss this week. Thank you so much. Thanks, Great Nicole. to see you. Always. Good to see you, yeah. Kevin Gordon, Charles Schwab, thank you so much for being here on this Monday, as he is every Monday.